I love it simply because it's a stress reliever. I believe that it's also um, very intimate. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I crave intimacy because <laughs> I'm in a relationship. I guess. <laughs> All right, I have sex because I like seeing her face when you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have sex because it feels intimate. It feels like something that actually like you could share together and only together. It's fun. Like, cause I just feel like it. Cause I feel like it. Yeah. Cause I feel like it. It's fun. I feel. I like to feel good. Right. Yeah. It's fun. I like to show off. Show <laughs> off <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I want to share pleasure with someone. Cause I'm horny. <laughs> uh, I have sex because it's like it's it's a little bit of a power thing in a way. Like it's it makes me feel good, it makes me feel powerful because I know like I can make someone else feel good as well as like I'm in charge of like my own body and my own limits. So I guess that's the reason. Um, I haven't been having sex, but I'm still happy. I'm in a space where I'm taking a break right now and it feels really good. Yeah, tuning in with me. We're live. We are alive. Welcome. Welcome. To the first episode. Welcome to the first episode of Both Sides of the Bed. The very first episode. Very first. This is going to be monumental. So we're going to look back at this a year from now and really see how far we've come. We want to learn about y'all. We want to share with y'all. We want to explore with y'all. This is the platform to do it. So thank you. Welcome and enjoy the show. So for episode one, for today's topic, what are we talking about? We are talking about why do people have sex? Why do people have sex? Why do we have sex? Why do you have sex? Why do I have sex? Yeah. I would like to share from the beginnings in my transformation. This answer has been very different at different times in my life. But let's start with currently. Let's start with currently and we can go back from there. Okay. So why do I have sex? Why do I have sex now? Number one reason is pleasure for sure mm. pleasure i want to feel good i want my body to feel good i want my partner's body to feel good i want to feel good that's my feel good drug sex yeah yeah so number one is definitely pleasure um a strong number two is connection that's how i can communicate with you that's how i can Lucky communicate me. yeah so <laughs> It's a way to express my feelings for you. It's a way to just feel close to you. It's a way to just bond with you. You know, so it's an important tool that I use in order to be able to do that. Um, but also to learn about myself as well. It's so much mm -hmm. that, I, that I can learn about myself through sex. I learn about what I'm strong at or what I need to improve on or skills like how to be a better communicator or listener or how to be more creative. All right, I need to spice things up. I want to spice things up. How can I do that? A researcher to learn and know that I don't know everything there is to know about <laughs> sex. And so how am I going to get better? Let me look it up. Let me put my pride to the side and learn yeah. and be better for you and listen to what, you, what your needs are. And so it actually helps me become a better person. I can translate these same things um, beyond the bedroom into my actual life as well 
I hope that answers your question. No, it answers my question beautifully. Well, why do you have sex? Um, I have sex to connect. I think for me, being in this relationship, um, connection and just energy exchange is a very big importance in my life and just in my soul. Um, so I have sex to connect first and foremost. Second is pleasure, um, which I think is very interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I, I think I recently learned that about myself and I think, I think it's a phenomenal thing. Um, so yes, so energetic connection, then pleasure to release, to just let go. Oh, let me add that to the mix. Yes. Absolutely. Sometimes just oh. to release, just the way your body feels after a good nut, <laughs> ah, a release. Absolutely. I'm going to take that too. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I think that for me, it, it just allows me to just let go and be free and just being in this relationship with wonderful you, it allows me to just feel protected and safe and all the kinky crazy things that we indulge in and just know that my whole self is loved it's right. it's it's sex for me is almost like a reminder right of that i am that i am and i am who i am and that's okay and i am loved anyway right um sex for me is a way to heal mm. to just yeah, to just heal and just be and to experience all the different facets of who I am and to explore that with another being, um, I think is, is really phenomenal. So um, I also have sex to serve and to give, yeah, and to give to you and to put you first and your pleasure and, and your creativity and also mine. Um, sex is just this very large, convoluted, phenomenal <laughs> way to be. And I, I think it's so beautiful because I would say most people have sex and enjoy sex and um, in many different capacities. And we can all connect. <laughs> it's beautiful yeah we can it's all connect beautiful. we can all um understand what it means to just let go and just like be your kinky pleasurable self right i get I, I have sex to give pleasure and to receive pleasure and to just feel fucking sexy feel sexy is it sex is a great confidence boost right to to especially to make someone else come hard yeah <laughs> and to be a facilitator facilitator in someone else's pleasure but also be responsible for my own um it makes me feel like a very grown-up responsible human being yeah it's yeah. definitely a really good uh, confidence booster, self-esteem mm. booster in a healthy way if yeah. used properly. Yeah, for sure. like a sexy ego boost. Yeah, but not in a in a healthy way. In a healthy yes, way. Yes, in a healthy way. Yeah, because at times, many a times, in leading with knowing that I'm putting you first and your pleasure first, and when you're giving me that feedback that you've been pleasured 
that mm. I've been listening and I've been hitting all the buttons the right way. And I see that that face of satisfaction, that look of satisfaction on your face. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. Um, and I think just at the core of it also, just sex is a way for me to express something. Yeah. To express my human self. To be the animal that I am and that you are express our animalistic selves our most basic foundational thing that we need to keep this shit going here in the world yeah is to have sex so found, yeah i found that for me it, it definitely shifted after i was in this relationship because you are my first relationship um my first consistent relationship um i think i've had a lot of situationships but yes you are my first relationship where i've committed and given my all and in being in this relationship i realized after three days i am just a fucking mess <laughs> i'm slightly bitchier and a little meaner if um i don't have sex and i, I think it's i think it's really funny mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's real like I, I i need um one that release and two that connection is it's uh, like it's a it's a real affirmation within our relationship like we are good together no matter what argument or bullshit we have come across throughout this week or throughout this three day span um we're good and we yeah. always will be good so it did take a little while for us to realize what was going on with that and how many days you actually could go without it. Yeah. Cause I'm much better in that department. I feel like I can go seven if I needed to. A strong three is is fine, but I can go probably seven. But I, I see. Honestly, I can go seven, but that fourth day is rough. Fourth day is rough. That fourth day is like, what the fuck is going on? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and then fifth day is just like, okay, this is going on and this is why. And sixth day is just like, okay. Like, I understand what's happening. So we have sex to feel like ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To feel, yeah, to feel balanced. I, balance is a very big thing for me. Oh, that's another one. We yeah. have sex to feel balanced. Yeah. That's another one. After a long day of work or whatever, grinding, hustling, whatever I'm doing, or just attending to shit in my life, the balance for that is to play yeah especially attending to time. another person yeah yeah like when it comes to like washing dishes for example mm -hmm. i don't wash dishes for myself i wash dishes for you and for our household and for what that does <laughs> for the collective whole right and it creates balance in that and at, while I'm doing, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing it? And then when we have sex, it's just like, this is why we, this is why I did it. So that everybody's happy, so everything's mm -hmm. clean, so we can go on to the next thing. And it's just like that reminder of balance, if that yeah. makes sense. It makes sense in my head and for me. So I get it. if it doesn't for you, it's cool, but it I makes it. sense for me. <laughs> so what I'm getting then is sex is also for purpose, it gives you yeah. purpose in your day and in, in your relationship. In many facets i can agree with that it gives me purpose yeah for sure i like that one i think that um from just my conversations with other men or um for with other men and people who identify um just that sex is a strong contributor for why you do the things that you do just like how sex and money are so well connected 
for sure just like why do we grind so hard why do we um want to be as successful for um, sure it all comes down to that yeah and, and not always like no <laughs> literally it all comes back to that for some it all it all comes back to that it, it all ties together like we we do all those things yes because we need to do them and whatever the case is but it all comes back to, so that we can have sex with our woman make our woman happy um i thought about men specifically when we were coming up with the topic for this episode um and i thought it was interesting just in my trip down memory lane that i took and thinking <laughs> about like why do i like sex why have i liked sex and i think about men and boys and my connection to that and why i initially even gave a fuck about sex in the first place it wasn't first because of my own desire for pleasure i didn't even really know i was figuring out what that even looked like what pleasure was what it would look like for me and all of that so that was secondary i was figuring that out but one thing that was blatantly clear for me is that i am supposed to be doing this shit mm. as a boy and like it takes me from boy to young man hood mm. that was blatantly obvious and it was strong and it was always there lurking from like sixth seventh grade it was oh wow that's early yeah it was lurking it was lurking it was light back then it was light back then but definitely like you know people out here having sex wow get ready you better start fingering wow. some better start fingering, fingering. some girls oh, you better just... you better see some pussy my my, my young man <laughs> it was like one of those and then when i got to high school he started leaning on my shoulder hey you know you're a freshman now a lot of people out here fucking like the hormone monster from exactly Big Mouth. <laughs> the hormone monster from big mouth exactly it's a lot of people out here fucking my friend like it, he got very raw with me it's like yo you better get in the game it's time i remember one of my boys from uh from high school he's the first friend out of all of us who ever got head <sighs> when i say this shit took what eighth well not eighth grade we we're in high school by then by 10th grade by storm this shit took 10th grade by storm. Oh, he storm. was he was the man. And he's like, you know, he was cool and everything, but he definitely wasn't the most popular dude or anything like that. It was I saw the elevation. He was just wreck. He was a regular kid, just blended in. He went to elite levels for like a solid month after everyone knew that he got head from this girl. Did everybody know who the girl was? Oh yes. And they dragged her. Ooh. They dragged her, and we'll get to that in a moment. Cause poor her, that was rough. But it's crazy the duality of the shit. Cause they dragged the shit out of her. That that stain never left her as long as she was in school. But him, it was like yo, <laughs> he's a man. And I saw that. I saw, I saw that. It was very clear to me. And it was like, oh, that's what that shit does. Okay. And he set the tone. Now the clock is ticking. Now, now we got to get in the game. And it's like this pressure to fucking do that or more. It's like we we have to now match up to that shit. So it's not. Oh, I I like girls. I heard this thing called sex is pleasurable for me and the girls. Let's do that together and have some fun. Mm. That was not the mindset. It was yo conquer. If you're gonna be a man, you gotta you gotta get some pussy, bro. It wasn't the conquering at first. It was, you gotta get some pussy, bro. 
that, that that's that's how you look cool it was just enter the conversation what you mean like let's say you can enter the conversation once you have received the pussy yeah you got some <laughs> hair and you got some hair in your balls now all right you wow. showed up for the game you can do some things all right cool but until then you ain't even in the game mm. so I remember that so clear. And ever since then, it was this pressure. And I remember freshman year pe- passed, sophomore year passed, and into my junior year, and there's this pressure, and it kept mounting every year that I didn't have sex. So by the time I was 16, it was like, Which yeah. is so young. It's mad young. In retrospect, 16 is perfectly fucking fine. It's actually still very goddamn young. I wasn't even ready at the time, really. Really, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Never had to talk with my pops. Never learned how to put a condom on. Sex ed in school was bullshit. It was all bullshit. But I made, I was like, yo, 16. Oh, and I'm hearing people having sex. More people having sex now. So I'm like, oh, this year I made it my mission. Uh. I'm going to have, it was like a mission. I want to have sex this year. But luckily, the way that it did end up happening, it was a more organic experience. And it was actually with like a good person. And it made sense. Like the story made sense. It wasn't just one of those, oh, I'm at a party. I need to go fuck somebody right now. Let me mm. go in the bathroom or some shit. It was actually a good experience. But I know if that pressure, if it would have continued, I would have probably been in some other situation soon enough. And I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't enjoy it. And you couldn't in your experience. I couldn't enjoy just the process yeah. fully leading up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like having it always in the back of your mind. Always. You can't just enjoy being with somebody. No, I understand that. Yeah. Like as much as we get celebrated for reaching the mountaintop and doing the thing, if we fail at all in any way leading to the mountaintop, Oh, we get stoned crazy. Mm. It's like we have to be flawless or we get ridiculed all kind of crazy. Who creates these parameters and this criteria? Just some dumb shit that just kids just. This weird generalization that nobody is reaching. At all. Whatsoever. At all. I don't know. I guess like my first experiences wrapped around sex has been. Very self-explore. What's the word? Ex- exploratory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think that's what kind of made it beautiful. I definitely had a phase where I, I remember just like watching porn and just like studying it and just like wanting no- to know more and desiring to know like what is sex really like? What what can it be more of? What should it look like? How do I please my partner? Um, and porn is not. <laughs> It can be. It can though. be, but it, it specifically for um, for women and those who identify. I, I don't think that it is a very strong contributor to no. how we learn. You're right because I'm. It yeah. can be on the male side for if we're trying to fulfill this fantasy thing that yeah. even though even though women also ask of us, especially at a young age when they don't know any better, but it's still unhealthy shit at the yeah. end of the day. So, yeah, I definitely can concur with that. Um, But aside from having sex, like feeling the pressure of that later on, for me still, I was always curious, like way before then, like way, Mm. way, way before then. I remember like as early as like 12, um, staying up late, watching HBO Real Sex. Ever see that show? I don't know. Probably, but I wasn't really. Taxi Cab Confessions. 
no softcore porn, late night HBO no, I, Cinemax. I've definitely seen like late night sex. But I'm saying like, those channels though, they yeah, had those, yeah, those, those channels, channels had a very specific vibe. It, it was softcore porn where like the woman would hold, she would like hold her hand here in the front while like, she ride the dude so you can't see shit. You ever see I those? Know exactly oh, yeah, it was like it was those, but at the time it was mind blowing. It's like yo, people are like, really fucking. I remember how old were you? Like twelve. I was huh? probably yeah, I was probably in like sixth grade. Yeah, sneak, staying up late watching that, um, and it just grew from there. And it had just really interesting stories. So my curiosity for it has always been there for sure. I think for me, I I learned, I knew early on that I wasn't gonna wait till marriage. I knew that that just that just didn't um, that just didn't resonate with my being. Um, I think my first experience with just like sex and my peers having sex, um, I guess it's like a two part. It was both in seventh grade. I remember standing in line for Mr. O'Brien's class. <laughs> And we we were just like waiting for like the class to come out so we can go in. In this eighth grade, I was in seventh grade at the time. She goes, y'all little girls better not be having sex right at this point. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, we having sex right now? <laughs> and it was just like the most, like what the fuck thing to me. Like, wow, like people are, are doing that. And I knew what sex was, but um, I didn't know that that was just like a thing that's happening right now. Um, and then also seventh grade, Mr. O'Brien's class, um, we watched Pleasantville and it's like this movie that's like shot in black and white. And the, basically if you receive pleasure, whether it's like fingering yourself, masturbating or, um, like having sex or any type of sexual thing, you become technicolor. So everybody knows because everybody else is in black right, and white right, right, right. and your ass is in Technicolor. Right, right. So um, I remember, I think it was like the mom that was like in the bathtub and she was just fingering herself. And it was just like so phenomenal, her orgasm that this bitch just turned into Technicolor. As I'm hearing and this. And I was just like, wow, like I want to be, I want to feel like what it, I want to know what it feels like to turn from just this black and white with the norm, with society of whatever the hell they're going through um, and to just shift and be that abnormal being and being in Technicolor, shining so brightly because you know what it means to self-pleasure. So I took my little ass home and I took my fingers and put them inside and I was in Technicolor. Right. So that was your first time ever trying yourself. Yes, yes. That seems like the perfect way to actually explain it but also crazy for school because school doesn't do shit like that. Yeah. Like, how the hell did you get to see that? I have no fucking idea. Well, shout out to Mr. O'Brien. <laughs> Mr. O'Brien. Shout out, shout out no. to you, Mr. O'Brien. No, not shout out. He was a trash <laughs> teacher, my opinion. Well, you busted a good move, Mr. O'Brien. That was a good that one. That was a good move. Thank you for teaching me how to masturbate, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, that was like my first experience. I was just like, wow, like this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, and, I, and, that, and that like really piques my curiosity. When it came to high school, um, I was very adamant about, like I talked to my sisters. I had two sisters who are like closer in my age group. And um, I, like their experiences losing their virginity, they were like 16. 
And I was just, I remember just like thinking in my mind, like I'm gonna be 17, like I'm gonna be different. Like I'm gonna at least wait till 17. And I was like a few months shy. <laughs> um, I lost my virginity in October. I forgot the exact year, but um, yeah, I lost my virginity in October and my birthday's in December. And I remember just feeling like so ashamed just cause like I had this goal, but also, just my experience losing my virginity was just with a person who just like gave a fuck about me. And just like, it, it was just like real connection, real love there. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I just appreciate that, that my experience was with that. But how did the girls feel about it when you told them? Um, I don't know, I think I, I had a really good friend who went to a different school um, who is just very as exploratory as I was, even more so. Um, she was. She was like, I don't know. She's definitely more ahead than I was at the time. So it was just like a, oh my god, you did that. Like, how did it feel? It was just like, a, oh, this, like this is excitement. Mm -hmm. um, and even with my friends who were at my school, it was just like the strong excitement. And the friends that I had that I didn't really share my stories with, um, I knew that they knew, but um, they didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And then they were really respectful. And um, I didn't really have many catty girlfriends. Um, and the ones that were, it was just like, fuck them which is like my mm. experience mm. um so i i didn't i didn't really hear much gotcha and aside from that one experience it was really the one and only time um that I, i've ever heard anything gotcha and, and i wasn't really like a hot mess in high school either but um i was a young girl exploring my body and exploring other people and figuring that out um so even if I was a hot mess, you know, it, fuck you all for judging me. Y'all were doing the same shit. <laughs> yeah, we all were doing the same yeah. shit. It's crazy. We were left to our own devices to just figure this shit yeah. out. Um, and not having any guidance. Because for me, I learned very early unhealthy mindsets in mm. my pursuits of sex. So it's like, again, it's the mission because if I don't complete this mission in a certain amount of time, I'm not going to be perceived as a man or like cool enough or I didn't have game. Or I was lame, whatever it was. So it was all these things that have nothing to do with the actual activity of sex and connection with somebody else and having fun and pleasure and all of that. So I developed these unhealthy ways of looking at it. And yeah. so I can't I couldn't enjoy my partner's. For just enjoying them it was like well all right i gotta make sure i'm saying certain things i gotta make sure i'm get, getting to the mission like how we get to the bag now it was mm. definitely get to the pussy you know what i mean Ew. yeah it just takes the fun out of it it takes the fun out of it a lot of times um and i know overall that's translate that actually translates into adulthood it never stops it never stops so it's never about the connection for men overall and i'm speaking generally but for us it's about the pursuit it's about getting it and what that does is it proves to ourselves that we do have game that we are men that we can get the woman and it becomes this mission oriented thing and it remove it detaches that connection that's 
the whole point, the whole purpose, it's not there now because you you hold that as top priority. I can see that. In one of my sexology courses, it was talking about how, um, and this is a generalization, but it was saying how men have still have that innate caveman wet like mindset of wanting to like hunt and find their prey and spread their seed and it's just like that urge is still there yeah for the most alpha of men who got their shit together to some degree have some game and all that yeah it's it's more about the hunt and the pursuit and the conquering than it is actually enjoying the other person it's all about that and that gives us meaning that gives us value that we're able to do those things mm. as opposed to just the connection and the enjoyment what we care more what gets us off is the winning we won we got the bag <laughs> we got the bag aka the pussy and so we won we don't care about nothing else at the end of the day we don't care about your pleasure we don't care how you how your experience was we got what we want and that's why a lot of women have that issue with you know dudes not sticking around or not really giving a fuck about them or you know we know the whole story that's why a lot of women have that is because experience that because a lot of men have that mindset and there's nothing that y'all could do about it it doesn't matter how much sex don't give us more sex thinking that's gonna solve it <laughs> that's not gonna solve it at all that just feeds our ego but it doesn't help actually solve the thing in with connection um and so for men it's about recalibrating and realizing none of that shit means anything what the fuck does it even mean what have you done to recalibrate um i don't know i always tried in the midst of my ego fucking days i always tried to care about the woman or the girl at that time like i would never dog anybody out intentionally i would hope they would have a good experience but at the end of the day i'm not trying to facilitate anything to make sure their experience is good mm. hopefully you do but as long as i'm good i'm happy we're good here um so be but because i always in the back of my mind did care that hopefully y'all like me that i was able to grow out of it um so to answer your question when i got into the lifestyle and i started going to parties and i started really sinking to my teeth into all right what does it mean to have sex for real and so when i got into my 20s um that's when i started going to lifestyle parties sex parties and i had a lot of time to really actually take a look at what i was doing and early on i remember maybe like a month or so like i probably only went to maybe two or three parties at this point and i remember this og i'll never forget it thank you i don't know your name you probably don't remember me, but if you happen to see this, thank you so much. This will stick with me for the rest of my life. And he said, don't worry about you. You going to get yours. Make sure you prioritize the woman and make sure that she's receiving as much pleasure as possible and she's enjoying herself. You go and get yours. It's, it is easy for us to get ours. Mm. So to focus on your pleasure first and I'm going to get mine and everyone's going to be happy. And when I, once I changed my mindset, that was the first, that was the first click for me. And once that clicked into gear, everything was different from there. 
And so I was like, all right, well, how can I now actually prioritize? Mm -hmm. Ask the question. That was the first question. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, I have to take a look at you. Well, what would you like? Yeah. What things do you like? I start asking questions. I'm start really paying attention to your body and how it's responding. Before it was just about mimicking what I saw in porn, but there's no actual communication or learning happening um, in porn. So I started the conversation. Started thinking about well, what is it that I actually want to get out of this? And then it just started growing and, and growing from there. And I was able to focus on actually asking questions that matter. Yeah. Really, that was it. So that was the shift for me. It's a good shift. Yeah. I'm glad you got there. Yeah. And it's been growing from ever since there. And now we have a podcast. <laughs> now we have a podcast. You know, but in, in knowing that so many men didn't have the luxury of meeting the OG who put me on to how we should actually be thinking about this. Um, you know, I want to take the time now to really let men know, like, yo, we can still get everything that we want out of having sex with others and not have to be fucking assholes about this shit. And... With, with prioritizing your partner's pleasure, you'll get more out of it. It gives you it gives it value, it gives it worth, it feels better. You mm -hmm. can't deny what's inside. Your ego can come with all that bullshit that it wants. That is so temporary. It's so temporary. Cause I know they, they can relate. They know that next morning when you roll over and you see that person there, you didn't really give a fuck about them to begin with. You feel empty again. And then it's on to the next one. And so you can absolutely go and repeat that cycle if you want to. Or you can slow down, really go within, figure out what it is that you want. Why am I having sex? What do I want out of this? And so to go back to what we said in the beginning of the episode, it's about pleasure. I identify, I want pleasure out of having sex with others. Okay, so how can I have pleasure? And I start answering that question for myself. Okay, connection. I want to connect with you when we have sex. All right, how do I connect? First, knowing what it is that you enjoy sexually, what it is that I enjoy sexually, and we can have that conversation. It's really not hard. And I'm sure you can agree, I've had some pretty fucking amazing sex as a result of that. Oof. Yeah. As a result. Um, and so I'm just real adamant about that. Fuck all that ego fucking. I agree. I think one thing that um, I learned pretty early on was if I prioritize my partner's pleasure and they prioritize my pleasure, exactly, we'd have some great pleasure happening. Exactly. Um, but it wasn't until later that I, I think because I held on to that so strongly, I started to let go of my own responsibility of my pleasure um, and being vocal about what feels good and what I need and what I'm interested in. Um, so I, I became like hyper-focused on like, okay, what does my partner want? What does my partner need? What are their um, interests and their desires? So um, once I figured out that formula of, I'm gonna put my partner's pleasure um, as a priority and also keep mine as a priority equally, mm. um, it, it made things balanced again coming back to why i personally have sex is to just feel more balanced and and balancing my partner's pleasure with my own it it, it really 
change the dynamic and change the experiences that I was having. It's interesting you say that now that I think about that and growing up. Yeah, like girls never told me, well, hey, these are the things that I need. I never, nobody ever laid it out for me like that. I like this. I like that. I Did need you, you to do ask? this. Well, no, I didn't ask. I didn't know to ask. Yeah. So I didn't know to ask. They didn't know to tell me or how to even tell me. So we're just fumbling around, just doing some shit, having some fun and pleasurable moments within it. But there's nobody to tell us that. There's nobody to tell us that. So that's why it's important that we have these conversations, that these platforms are available so that we can just talk about it. But why do you think most people in general have sex? I think people have sex to receive pleasure, to connect, explore, to just experience, to feel, to disconnect, to gain control, um, to release, to forget, lots of different reasons to express love to please their partner to serve to receive to fulfill desire um there's there's so many different reasons that i think people have sex and i think somewhere along those things that i just listed um somebody would resonate with right or most people would resonate with right so would you say from your experience with others that the majority of the people that you run into and have conversations about sex, that they're happy with their sex lives? Actually, no. I'll be into that <laughs> question. No, I don't. I don't think that people, most people are satisfied with their sex lives because of the fact that we are not taught how to be um, effective communicators. And I, I honestly believe, and I said it many a times, and I will continue to say, the more we talk about sex, the better sex we'll have. And if we are lacking in our communication skills, we are definitely not talking about sex and expressing our desires. So um, for the most part as a whole, I would say no. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely the number one way to have good sex, communication. And it seems so generic. Well, yeah, of course, but no, actually really sit down, even with a pen and paper, if you need, write this shit down. What do you like? What does your partner like? What don't they like? What kind of music do you like to listen to during no, sex? Yeah, it makes a difference. Do you need water during sex? What kind of condoms do you like? What kind of aftercare do you need after sex? Aftercare. Yeah. Absolutely. All these things. There's so many things. So yeah, the, the, the communication needs to be there. And... I'm willing to bet a whole lot of money that that is not happening, especially in the beginning when people jump into relationships, they kind of just jump into it and feel their way out and then never get back to having that conversation. Makes I remember you... being, so I've always been interested in sex, um, not just in the physical sense, but in the psychological. Um, I've, from day one, um, of my education, I've always been interested in psychology. So when it came to sex, like that whole connect that that dynamic between the two, sexology and and psychology, has always been a very big interest in mine. So I remember like having partners and wanting to like take a quiz or just like further understand. And I and I think they taught they um, took it as um, especially the men that I've been with. Um, they took it as like me wanting to like 
nest <laughs> or like like okay we're gonna be in this forever we're gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever the fuck you want to call it and um really it was just like my interest was extraordinarily high mm-hmm. and um their reception to that was extraordinarily low so I, I was seeking that information like how how exactly do you want to receive pleasure what can we try that's new this is how i want to receive pleasure and also just like being told that i was like very naggy or that i just um was hard to please because i was very vocal about like okay i want to try this um it, it's, it's very awkward conversations um especially ha- having conversations with men um saying like this is what i like this is what i need or like try this or a little harder a little softer um i found just overall the reception to that is just like i feel like i'm just slapping them in the ego yeah we, t- we tend to like to feel like we just got it we got this we know what to do already somehow we just know yeah. we were born with the shit written in our mind and when it's time to start having sex we have the whole playbook ready and we can just fucking bust out plays that's just not how it works. It's not. So when we hear you say, oh, we will, can you do it like this? Or can you do it like that? It's like, what? What you mean? I already got it. Why are you telling me this? It's definitely not met with receptivity a lot of times. And it's annoying um, because yes, there may be a playbook of just like these things are good and these things have been proven to be good, but everybody's an individual. So just because you tried it on one through 10, that 11th person may not yeah. vibe with what you're doing in your playbook. Yeah. With every new partner, you should be having a new conversation and doing things in new ways. Yeah. You should Tell feel like you're a baby in sex. You're a neophyte in this situation because you are with a whole different person. Right. And now you have to study this person and study their body and study their interests and their kinks and desires and what their turn on triggers are. And what their breaks are, those are it's very important. But I would have li- I would have liked that. I'm thinking about it. I would have liked that. If somebody told me, well, no. 16-year-old me, fresh off my virginity, I would have been intimidated. Like, yo, you know too much about this fucking say. How much are you fucking? You know too and much. And that goes, there goes yeah, the judgment. That's, at 16, judgment. Yeah, 16, I would have felt like that. Oh, you're a hoe, you know too much about sex. <laughs> You know too much about sex to be, and you're telling me all this shit. I don't know if I'm feeling this. It's a lot for me. 22 year old me, and I'm 33 now. 22 year old me would have liked it a lot. Absolutely. It's like, oh, really? Oh, that's how you'll like me more and I can pleasure you more. Still ego shit. Oh, you'll like me more if I do these things. Mm. I'll really reel you in if I do these things that you like. I would have liked it. I would have liked it for all the wrong reasons, but I would have liked it. Yeah, now I love that shit, man. Tell me everything. Before we do anything, I'm asking a bunch of questions. I want to know. I don't want to just surprise you, try to surprise you all the time. There's a place for that. Absolutely. Spontaneity and trying new things on the spot. There's absolutely a place for that. But if I knew foundationally what it is that you like, I'm so much more confident in my ability to please you and we can have a lot better sex. Yeah, I think that it, it makes a big difference. Um, cause I, I, I've, I've spoken a lot about just my partners, my male partners, but I am bisexual. And just being with um, women and those who identify, it, it, it's been a very different dynamic. It's been a lot more communication, a lot more 
well, what do you like? What do we like? What what can I what can we do that's different that we've never tried before? Okay, we tried it. Did not fuck with that. <laughs> it, it's been it's been a lot different exploring that side. I remember my first experience and feeling like, yeah, like duh. It, it was like a very like duh moment for me because mm-hmm. um, I, I think I was 22 when I no I was 20 when I had my first experience with um, a feminine body and it, it, it made a really big it was a really big aha moment for me um, and, and that goes just back into my need for balance um, just like needing balance within the masculine feminine within myself and then just like realizing i need that within my partners and within just the sex that i have it 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 makes a really big difference um it's it's less about ego and less about i think when i am with more masculine people it's a lot of catering to the ego of just like okay i want to say this but i need to figure out the the language to communicate this in order to not hurt their feelings or hurt the ego um and with more feminine energies it's it's a it's a lot easier to just say like i didn't like that shit mm. <laughs> don't do that again but everything else you're doing keep doing that but like that shit, let's let's never talk. We don't have to talk about it. Just don't do that again. Right. And then it's a, it's a lot more simple. Um, it's a lot simpler of a dynamic and of a conversation. Right. And I, I think that desire to just please is a, is a lot stronger, at least in my experience. So like, what was your first experiences around you and your surroundings, like in your family with sex? Or were there ever any? Because I know for me, there was nothing ever. Um, until way later when I was already having sex. Like I don't, my parents never had to talk with me. I never saw them being affectionate, Mm. anything leading up to sex, never heard them late at night or anything like that. So I just didn't have much to go off of. And that's what pushed me to go to porn. Like I really sat down and studied porn seriously. I was like, okay, what are they doing here? How they got her legs? What are they saying to her? How are they moving her? How aggressive are they? all of that all of that like i learned everything <laughs> early on what i know to be true about sex from porn i think that for me i don't know my mom and my dad were they were very affectionate um my father he worked in new york and we lived in the poconos in pennsylvania and so like him coming home was like a big thing. I remember her always greeting him at the door with a big kiss and we'd go and hug him. So it's like affection and touch was like always a big thing in our family. Um, but I did grow up Muslim. So like certain things were very like just conservative. And um, I, I remember like my first experience like watching or experiencing some type of sexual something was um, Pretty Woman (laughs) with Julia Roberts. My parents were watching that and the way like their bedroom was, it was like you could, if you like laid in front of, or like just stood in front of their doorway, it's like they can't see you because their bedroom was like, their bed was off to the side, but their TV was right there. So I remember like just laying right in the hallway in front of their doorway, just like watching Pretty Woman full and full. And I remember thinking it was like the most risque thing. Anytime I heard them get up, um, I would just like run to my room, run to the bathroom or something. 
and um that was like my first experience but i've, I've heard my parents have sex um not really knowing what it was um but, but i guess like kind of having an idea thanks to pretty woman um but it, it wasn't this really heavily talked about thing or heavily secretive thing either i remember my mom explaining sex to me and my sisters we had um foster siblings at the time so like legally she was obligated <laughs> to have the sex talk with us and um that's the only reason why i was given one so um my best friend was staying with us at the time and um my so it was my my sister my big sister my best friend and then our I think we had three stepsisters at the time. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. foster sisters at the time. And my mom goes, sex is the best thing since sliced bread. And the only reason why adults don't want you to have sex is because they don't want you to have as much fun as we do. <laughs> and that was our sex talk. And she, and she like ended it with like, there's a bowl of condoms in the bathroom. So if you need something, just like get it. Bang. Just and like that. that was it. And mm. I was just like, mom, what the fuck was that? In and out. <laughs> It's all the A. It was just in and out. And she was like, what? And like, she was like really dramatic and just like bougie and she smoked cigarettes. She was like, it's the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember just like having this, it, it really like lifted the stigma on sex for me. So as uninformative as it was, mom, it was, it, it, it definitely helped me in just realizing like it, sex is amazing. And it's something that everybody wants to experience and everybody should, and probably is experiencing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't this like dirty thing. So was it profound? It sounded, seemed profound in her own way in your journey entering into sexual activity. Um, I think I was already active at that time. I'm not, I, I, I think I was already active at the time where I had just started. Mm -hmm. So I think it, it lifted the shame that I put on myself. Mm. Um, so yes, it was profound because sex is the best thing since sliced bread. There you go. Good job, mom. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I got that. I wish I got that i'll tell you about my my only talk ever my mother definitely was not touching the sex talk it just we didn't didn't have that but with my pops he was like son i found your porn tapes in your drawer and i don't want you watching this shit. they're giving you a bad example about how to have sex they're not using protection you better be using condoms when you're out there fucking and at that time, I was only like 14 or 15, so I was far from having sex. And I was trying to explain to him, like, Dad, I'm not even having sex. He didn't believe me. Well, if I'm watching porn, I'm having sex. So I guess there was some shame. No, it wasn't even shame. It was annoyance mm. around it. And even more pressure. Like, well, shit, at least if my pops is going to think I'm doing it, I need mm. to be doing it. But all he told me was just use a condom. And that was the, the extent of me learning about sex you know with my family so he talked about what not to do and not to follow the porn he didn't give an example of what to do or he did not tell me how to use a condom show me get some with me at the store <laughs> nothing of the sort so yeah it's just learning on my own and i and i and and not knowing and growing up with a bunch of friends who didn't know and their parents is pretty much showing them the same shit when I finally was of age to kind of venture out and do my own thing, I sought, I sought 
the advice of older dudes who knew more than me but they probably had the same kind of thing happen yeah. with their family so it's just a bunch of just figuring it out on your own with no like clear guidance on how to do this shit properly and in a healthy way where all parties can benefit and be happy and enjoy it feel pleased enjoy it and so the foundation for me was interesting um and learning why i enjoy sex why so it's been a journey to get to this place now where it is about connection it is about purposeful things i think that for most people there aren't constructive conversations around sex um and just like my journey in learning about sexology becoming a sex and relationships coach and educator um i see that there's just like so much information that is available and that's out there that is just not being capitalized on and when it comes to parents just they feel really awkward and uncomfortable in having those conversations with their with their children and normalizing sex and pleasure and desire is just is not a thing that happens within western society unfortunately so a, a lot of young boys are having those experiences that you've had yeah yeah but luckily i was able to change my course and learn all these new things that you know we'll be talking about through these episodes of the podcast um and so yeah i have a much more clearer definition for myself um hopefully you know if y'all weren't clear on you know why it is that you may have sex hopefully something in what we said uh became clear for you or resonated with you you know and the reasons why you enjoy it and yeah yeah i think it's i think it's important to have the conversation to really think about and and connect with yourself and what is it about sex that you are attracted to what is it about connection what is it about being with another person that really resonates with you and your being and your pleasure yeah and if you're unable to answer that question then that's also okay but maybe figure that out like what what does pleasure look like for you and your body and how can you learn yourself in that way i always find it very um i i don't mean to judge but i always found it very odd when people would say that they don't masturbate or that they haven't or that they just i don't know i i think it's so important to understand your own body and understand your own pleasure before you expect somebody else to um so yeah if you're if you're unable to answer that question of like why you have sex think about it explore yourself explore your body explore your mind with that question yeah 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 and, and whatever answer you have about why you currently have sex really see if it resonates does it feel good and if it doesn't feel good and if you realize maybe it is a little bit limiting and you might want to expand your horizons you know challenge yourself to really sit down and figure that out you know but if you if you find that it is challenging to be clear for yourself on why is it that i have sex why do i do this thing is it for myself is it for others am i really getting what it is that i want out of it do i know what i want out of it you know if if any of those answers are unclear you know really take that time to figure that out before you continue moving forward because if not what else are we even doing yeah exactly exactly so with that being said you know we hope this first episode of both sides of the bed 
was inspiring new ideas and new thoughts and questions about you know why it is that you have sex and hopefully provide some clarity for yourself and if everything is great and you feel rock solid you know provide confirmation that you're getting what it is that you really want out of your sexual life so we hope that you got something out of that today yeah i hope that you take away from this episode to really just hone in on yourself and become more creative and more imaginative about what sex could be if you talked about it with your partner if you talked about it with yourself and really explored that that aspect of yourself and that aspect of your relationship i think it could be so much more if we just tried a little harder and and, and moved without judgment right right yeah so this was good. This was a really good starter conversation. Just to think about why. Why do we even do this? Why do we engage in this thing that we find that's so important in the experience of being a human being? We all love it. We it all affects us in a major way, you know. But yeah. why did why is it that we have sex? So if you enjoyed this first episode, definitely make sure you support by liking, subscribing to everything. Um, you can find us on all your podcast streaming platforms at both sides of the bed. Um, also, check us out on Instagram. What's your handles? My handle is Basera underscore underscore. And I'm Amir underscore Rashad. Definitely check us out. Let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know why you have sex. We'd love to talk to you. We hope that you keep following us as we grow and keep the conversation going. Stay tuned for the sexy. Stay tuned for the sexy.